Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the India Against England daily podcast. We're nearly at the end of these now. Sunday is the final one as we go through the remaining two one-day internationals with India taking first blood yesterday. Joining me today, it's just me and Naman today. Naman Shah joins me, the Indian fan badger. Just looking back to yesterday, Naman, we talked about it obviously on yesterday's podcast. What were your uh, kind of lasting memories of that first ODI? I felt, uh, yes, it was a great start for England. Uh, They went too hard for the chase but they failed to capitalize on the start I felt they had done almost 60% of work chasing that and first 10 overs were enough for them and the score was totally like Beerstow and Buzzer. But after that, I felt one of the batsmen should have stayed over there and played anchoring innings, which I feel Malan or Root would have done if they were part of this 11. And the shot with Beerstow attempted, I felt that shot was the difference between him and players like Root and Kohli and all. So I felt he should have stayed there rather than going too hard on the bowlers. Overall, it was a good match to start with but the game was pretty much in hands of England. Uh, India stole it from their mouth. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. We're going to talk today, Naman, and we disagreed. Um, we disagree sometimes, me and you, don't we, about various things. And uh, I've, I've also seen that David Bumble Lloyd has uh, has kind of weighed in on this. Virat Kohli made some comments the other day. He was referring mainly to the David Milan catch in the final T20 International, I think it was, where very low catch. It wasn't quite sure on the replays whether it had gone in or out. I mean, I think I described it on the podcast that he'd have had to have the longest fingers in the world to have actually got his fingers underneath that ball because it looked like it had burst through onto the turf but umpire soft signal was out and then the third umpire therefore had to try and make a case for 
it being definitely not out and he couldn't do that so it was out and it was Surya Kumiyadav on debut wasn't it that was uh, the victim of that Virat Kohli's come out and suggested that the England celebrations after that catch had influenced the on-field umpire therefore the soft signal was out therefore the third umpire had to try and overturn it couldn't quite do that and therefore Surya Kumiyadav paid the price David Lloyd's come out and said that Virat Kohli his suggestions that England were kind of putting pressure on the umpires and what have you a little bit rich effectively because in David Bumble Lloyd's opinion that Virat Kohli has been pressurising and disrespecting the on-field umpires during the ongoing tour of the England have had all the way through it. First of all, I mean, what, what are your opinions on what Kohli's come out and said? I feel that the umpires were not wrong over there, especially with the on-field umpires. Yes, they, with the restrictions they are having, whether it is out or not out, yes, agreed over there. But I just feel as a player, as a fielder, I'm catching a ball and I know somewhere or the other my fingers, fingers have touched the ground and it was somewhere I totally feel that it was not a clean catch even after seeing for only one replay so I just feel that the fielder should come up uh, with a fair thing that uh, yes I have caught it but still I am not sure let's go to the third umpire but the way uh, in both even in the test match the Stokes catch uh, the way they have celebrated it like it was a very clean catch yes maybe you have mentioned that the player uh, must be knowing but at least in the test match uh, there was second slip next third slip standing next to Stokes it was a clear vision for him so I just felt that you've played cricket though now man haven't you um, I've played cricket I mean obviously a lower standard than these guys are playing it out when you take one of those low catches even if it's on the half volley and it, it lands six inches before your fingers you know if we're going to really try and kind of push it to its nth degree it still feels that it's gone in cleanly I am absolutely 100% sure that David Milan will have felt that he caught that catch properly and therefore was happy with life and therefore the England fielders were happy with life they thought they'd taken a wicket even the Stokes one I think he felt that that had gone in cleanly and was therefore celebrating the wicket because he felt it was a clean catch on replays obviously then it shows a little bit of doubt and these replays on TV cameras are a little bit dodgy aren't they because it foreshortens it 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 doesn't quite give you the full extent of exactly what's happened it does call into question the legitimacy of catches I didn't think that David Milan catch was out I, I thought as I say I think it had burst through onto the ground but I don't think there's anything wrong with a fielder that actually 100% thinks he's caught the ball celebrating the fact that he's caught the ball I uh, to be honest okay I might agree with the David Malan's catch and you are saying that uh, he, he was sure but at least with uh, not at all I would uh, agree to the Stokes catch which he had claimed the overall what I am trying to make thing out of this is uh, the fielder uh, to be honest I have seen play we have seen like in cricket these things tend to happen but uh, end of the day after seeing one or two replays somewhere if I am catching that particular ball just you saw Rahane's or even after Kohli Kohli he dropped the ball totally uh, completely well, he was ne- he was never going to claim that was he because his back was on the on top of the ball he could if he if he tried to claim that it would look ridiculous wouldn't it yes yes I'm just uh, saying that uh, the fielder uh, somehow I feel that the catches which uh, they have taken I feel somehow they know that the ball has uh, pitched in front of them uh, even but while they, what I'm saying is they don't know they don't know that and therefore they are claiming the catch because they think they've caught it properly and, and, and your suggestion that they do know that and they're claiming it you're suggesting they're cheating and that's what Coley's basically suggesting they do not know that even if we feel that they know that they have taken it cleanly but all I want to say is that they should 
upfrontly come and say that let's go to the third umpire just like Rani. But why, and, but why uh, would the player do that, Naman, when they think they've taken the catch properly? Because some, I don't think so, such catches. Uh, if, see, uh, if it is touch and go, as I had mentioned in my tweet, we take, we can understand that, yes, uh, these are the catches uh, which players tend to think that they have claimed it correctly. But after seeing... Uh, even just two replays just showed that the ball was clearly touching the ground and I uh, somewhere I feel that the player but if the, if, the, if, the, if the replays had shown the ball was clearly touching the ground in your words that is not the fielder's issue that is the um, third umpire's issue if those replays showed that the ball was clearly touching the ground the third umpire's made the wrong decision hasn't he yeah during Milan's uh, case yes I 100% agree that uh, over there I, third umpire has made a mistake uh, giving that not out but uh, during test match I feel that from the players we also tend to expect something so I just feel that the way uh, as Kohli mentioned uh, that the way uh, the players have celebrated and uh, the umpire with the standing umpire like how will he come to know over the third the fine leg or the third man the fielder has not caught it cleanly and he's, the soft signal is out he was just arguing on these two facts uh, let he simply mentioned that if the if it is not sure it is not a clean catch then let's go to the third umpire directly rather than uh, celebrating up front we have seen this uh, Manish Pandey doing it in Australia uh, we have seen the, I have seen it twice uh, we saw what Rahane did uh, in test matches where, where we differ here is what the fielder is thinking isn't it um, yes because I, I'm, I'm suggesting that when Stokes when Milan took their cats whether it was out or not they 100% hmm. felt that they got it so why would they then say to the umpire I'm not sure because they are sure in their own heads it's then up to the umpire and up to the technology to actually change that Rahani actually caught that ball didn't he in that in that situation and he said I'm not sure if he's not sure then fine say to the umpire not sure what we're asking players to be he's honest isn't it and Stokes thought he caught it so he's being honest by saying I think I've caught it Milan thought he caught it he's being honest by saying I think he caught it Rahani wasn't sure so he's being honest by saying he wasn't sure where is the problem with that the problem I feel is just the manipulation I don't think so uh, the players are sure over there maybe with Milan I can say that because the oh, his fingers were covering the ball and he was in the process of falling onto the ground and then taking the catch but for Stokes it was clearly visible that the ball was touching the ground but the way they celebrated and after giving not out how Stokes reacted I was uh, very much uh, like uh, surprised uh, looking at the but why, why wouldn't England celebrate when they think they've taken a wicket uh, because it was not a, it's not about say, they, everyone don't, say they, they don't know it's not out at the time they think it's out so why don't why what's wrong with them celebrating this is the case what happens when India comes out and celebrates or sometimes on the wrong decisions given then this is the things which we take it uh, when uh, all the lecturing and the discussion starts on BCCI that uh, it has been uh, bought over ICC has been bought over so I just feel since it should be fair right we end of the day we are looking for good cricket out there so I just feel that players should upfront come and uh, directly go and say that yes I have not taken it well, we're going go around in circles here then Naman because what I'm saying is the player thinks he has taken it the player thinks he has taken it so why on earth would he stand up and say I'm not sure if I have or not because he genuinely thinks he has taken it nine out of ten times every player is going to say but I, what I'm saying no, but, is what, after you, but the... you're saying that they're lying effectively aren't you you're saying Stokes is lying there yes. 
You're saying he's, he's basically playing a canny game. You're saying that he's basically not sure he's taken the catch, but he's telling the umpire he has taken the catch to try and get an advantage, which is cheating. Yes, that is what I feel after seeing one or two replays. Because if it is touch and go, one can understand. But uh, every time uh, you are claiming that... Uh, it, I have caught it quite cleanly. And uh, we have seen that umpires come up front and ask the players whether we have caught it uh, clean or cleanly or not. And we have seen plenty of times that players say uh, no up front and they tend to go to the third umpire directly. Players should be up front, just like Kohli mentioned, that uh, they should have directly told that, yes, uh, maybe I'm not sure. And I am not sure that I've caught it cleanly. Let's go to the third umpire like that. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. I'm just looking at the the MCC website here. I mean, the MCC are the guardians of the laws of the game. And there was a piece um, on their site, which is uh, from the... 22nd of February, you know, at their committees, they get together and they talk about various things that come up in the game. One of the things they discussed was short pitch bowling and the dangers of that, etc. But mm-hmm. they also looked at the, the DRS system. I'll read this out mm-hmm. to you rather than trying to interpret myself. The committee felt that the ICC should provide the same technology for all international cricket rather than relying on the host broadcaster's own agreements. It also felt that the TV umpire should look at replays from a neutral perspective rather than trying to see if there is evidence to overturn the on-field decisions. So this is coming into the catches part of it. Obviously, you know, in the test series, there was a totally different kind of setup on technology on reviews than there has been in the one day part of the series as well. So what the MCC are calling for there is consistency, which I think is a good thing as well. But he goes on to say the committee felt that the soft signal system worked well for catches within the 30 yard fielding circle. So slip catches and obviously catches on the inner ring where the umpires got um, a decent view of it. They can make a bit of a judgment there. But it continues that, but the catches near the boundary often left the umpire unsighted. It was proposed that for such catches, the on field umpire should give an unsighted instruction to the TV umpire rather than the more ex- explicit soft signal of out or not out. So, what the MCC are, are suggesting there is that a potential rule change would give the umpire the ability to say out, not out, or an unsighted ruling, which effectively then hands over the complete control of that decision to the third umpire and if you're talking about that Milan catch that would make sense in that situation because that is so far away from the umpire he's, he's coming in from the boundary he's diving forward the umpire may have players in his way it's a long way away anyway if he says unsighted which basically means he's not committing himself either way the third umpire then gets the jurisdiction to make the complete decision which makes sense to me now yes I guess Coley also mentioned the same thing there should be a third option where the umpire rather than giving out or not out as a soft signal there should be a third option as well where it is uh, where as you have mentioned unsighted uh, or is not even sure let the third umpire decide on the fate uh, rather than 
simply giving because you have to i feel that this option is the best one but i also read somewhere uh, yesterday that they are backing this uh, soft signal thing and they are not going to do the amendments there you only argument against it Naman the only argument in changing it I and mean, we see this with run outs all the time the umpire's three feet away from the stumps the batsman's six yards out of his crease the ball hits the stumps flush and the umpire still goes upstairs to check it because the umpires are scared to death they're going to make an on-field decision which ultimately the cameras will show is wrong so they go up for everything don't they and this is the danger with this soft signal thing isn't it if you hand everything over to the third umpire and give the on-field umpires an out effectively they will send everything upstairs and they won't make a decision on the field so we're going to lose that umpire's input into it aren't we I mean that that some people might say that's a good thing. Some people might say that umpires are a glorified hat stand and effectively everything should go upstairs and technology should rule the roost. But if we are going to keep umpires as part of the game and they send everything upstairs they are effectively signing their own resignation letter, aren't they? Yes, it is uh, with the kind of technology being brought into cricket and we have also seen like nowadays even the no balls are being called by the third umpire. So, uh, end of the day, what we are looking for is a fair cricket and the fair decisions being made out there. And uh, if more and more technologies, I always feel that are making umpires more vulnerable out there and they are, ten- as you have mentioned, that they are scared to give decisions. So, why not go to the third umpire directly during the run out so in these cases but it is fair like even on the boundary say deep mid wicket or mid wicket if how will the umpire know whether the catch was clean or not we have seen the ball hitting the boundaries and the uh, I totally agree with you but what we're going to get to is a fielder stood you know we've seen these little short mid-ons haven't we where the umpire's like three feet away from him we're going to get to a situation where that catch is taken three feet away from an umpire and he still goes upstairs even though he's seen it clear as a whistle because he's going to be so worried that if he gives out or not out on the field then the the TV replays show it as being wrong he's going to be made to look foolish so what we're going to get to we're going to bring in this unsighted rule potentially and for catches on the boundary but the umpires are going to basically send everything upstairs and ultimately it's going to call into question why umpires are out there in the first place isn't it? You are uh, absolutely right there but uh, somehow making the wrong decisions I feel why not make use of the technologies and go for to the third umpires we have seen snickometers coming out there sometimes uh, umpires tend to give out when the ball is hitting the pad and uh, going to the keepers and the DR is receiving the batsman because the ball has hit the pad and not the bat in, uh, it's showing in the snickometer so why not uh, make use of technologies everywhere as I have mentioned like no balls are given by the third umpire then it's all about uh, making the fair and right decisions uh, rather than complicating I, it I totally uh, I totally agree with you Naman but the ultimate progression of that thought process in terms of using technology to make sure you get the fair decisions in all eventualities you might as well just put a hat stand at each end the bowler hangs his cap on it sticks his sweater on it goes off to bowl and everything goes upstairs we don't you know the ultimate progression of this is that we don't have umpires actually out there on the field Yes, uh, if you remember a few days back, it also happened in New Zealand-Bangladesh, a match where Kyle Jamieson took the catch uh, of his own bowling uh, when Tamim Iqbal uh, was given out. And in the process, he tend to lie on the floor and is uh, with ball in his hands and the ball was touching the ground but uh, he was given out. It was the similar thing which happened in that match also if uh, you might have missed it I would uh, request you to go through that. I've, 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 were, see, I've seen when, it. Yes, yeah, so we saw Mark 
Mark were uh, coming in and every experts coming in and saying that it was a clear not out. So even there, the soft signal uh, impact came in and the wrong decision was made. I just feel that the right umpire over there to make decision of that particular catch is always going to be third umpire with going through five to ten replays to make a correct decision because it is only going to harm a team. Yes, that it was Surya Kumar Yadav that day, but how about a team chasing it and they require 10 out of 5 balls and they are uh, uh, like on the winning uh, stage and uh, losing after that particular decision. So, situation that day was not that particular critical but sometimes these decisions will be made when the situation is tense. So, I but what, 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 but what we're talking about here is, I mean, in the Kyle Jameson situation, in the David Milan situation, we're not talking about the rules necessarily being wrong. We're talking about a third umpire being a little bit scared to actually overturn the on-field soft signal, aren't we? I mean, the the umpire in the Carl Jamieson, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the umpire in the Carl Jamieson situation said out on the pitch, soft signal out, goes upstairs yes. to the third umpire. The replays clearly show Jamieson diving down to his left, taking the catch cleanly, but then his momentum takes him down onto the ground, as you would do as a human being. You put your arms out to kind of protect yourself against the fall. In, in one of the hands is the ball, which kind of lands on the ground, doesn't it? That's clear as a whistle, clear as a whistle to me that looks you know he's grounded that ball in the in the movement of taking the catch he's grounded that ball third umpire that does not overrule that is not doing his job properly Correct. And uh, also the stand-in umpire, uh, that particular view was right in front of him. So this is what uh, we are discussing at the end of the day. I mean, he's uns- uh, and the umpire there in that situation is unsighted because Jameson's body, his, his back is to him. So his hand's in front of his body. So therefore he can't see that actually happening. So in that instance, you know, Coley's got a point there. Jameson's claiming that catch. The umpire's only yes. got that to go on, hasn't he? Right. So th- this is what I am exactly mentioning. Like if you are expecting fair things from the umpires even the players and everyone has to participate and but, at the end of the day but don't you think sorry, sorry to sorry to interrupt you again Naman, but the don't you think in that situation Jameson probably still thinks he's caught that properly you know it's, it's all right us looking and looking at very very slow motion replays and seeing it from 20 different angles in the heat of the moment Jameson running in giving his everything bowls the ball takes a very quick catch low down goes down he falls over he rolls over and then he claims the catch in that motion he he probably doesn't realise that that ball's hit the ground, does he? He thinks he's taken a good catch because it's gone into his hands cleanly. He gets up, claims the catch, the ball's still in his hands. He thinks he's taken that cleanly. The job, the, the problem isn't the players in this instance, Naman. The problem is the third umpire. Yes, I tend to agree in that particular decision, uh, which I feel that the third umpire, even after looking so much, maybe give the powers to the third umpire uh, if to overturn the decisions made and made on the ground, uh, even after the soft signal is out. Uh, I also fail to understand what are the convincing replays uh, to show out there, uh, the ball touching the ground to overturn the soft signal. I feel the replays during Kyle Jamieson and also during Malan were enough to overturn the decision. So I feel over there also the umpires need to a bit more, what I'm a short of words out here, but I feel bit, those they, they, they need a little bit more conviction in what they're doing, don't they? They need, need a correct, little bit correct. more confidence in their own role. Uh, yeah, because I don't think anybody with half a cricket brain that watches the Jameson one and watches the Milan one, I'm not blaming the players at all for thinking they've t- taken it cleanly, but anybody watching the replays who doesn't think that ball has been grounded, I don't know what you're looking at. And so therefore, a third umpire 
outside there with an HD screen in front of him and all the various replays at his disposal, who then still adheres to what the umpire on the field has said, is not doing his job properly. And that makes no sense to me. BlackRatCricket.com Handmade English Willow Bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0 to 4. Starter kits all the way to pro level kits. They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. We, we need to be a little bit careful about where we're taking the game because if we trust in technology in everything, we are not going to have on-field umpires because you can look up at the scoreboard to find out how many balls you've bowled. You can, as I say, probably find a little hat stand behind the, the stumps to stick your cap on or a, we've seen in, in COVID times, fielders wearing two caps and taking the jumpers themselves, aren't they? The umpire's not doing that job at the moment either. Ultimately, we either want to have on-field umpires on there and having some part to play in it or we don't have on-field umpires at all and everything goes upstairs. Which, which would you prefer? I would uh, say yes, on-field umpire uh, should be there uh, there 100%. It should be. But what, but what, are they, this... what, the, what are they going to do if technology is making every decision for them? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. But Yeah, but I mean, you, you laugh at that. But what you've basically said that we want technology to make the decisions. What are the umpires out there to do? Count to six, the scoreboard's doing that. Stump mics are picking up any arguments. What What's the umpire actually left with? So uh, what I am saying basically is what BCCI used to do earlier. If you are bringing in technology, then bring it 100%. Else do not use it completely is what all I am saying right now. But if now you bring it in 100%, what, what's the point in having I, an umpire? Obviously, the umpires are out there at the moment. But if we go, if we take this to its full extent and the technology and the third umpires are making the decisions and that's all done up in the pavilion, why are the umpires actually out there? <laughs> I'm not having a good answer over here. That's, that is the, the ultimate right. conclusion, isn't it? That we don't actually have two people out there um, doing what they're doing. Everything goes upstairs. Yeah, that's there. Absolutely. Like uh, two umpires standing on the ground there. There will be no decisions to make because uh, even for the no balls, even for everything, they are going upstairs. That's there. But end of the day, the third umpire... Um, if this soft signal and everyone, everything is staying out there, I feel the third umpire should be given powers. And every, as you have mentioned, with more conviction, he should be he should turn over the decision if the replays are showing uh, him that uh, it is a wrong decision made by the stand-in umpire. Because we have seen it uh, been happen during LBs, we have seen it during runouts, and why not during catches? What people would that are behind the umpires would say they would come back and say, well, the umpire gets the pace of the game. He gets the pace of the pitch. He gets the the feel of the match out there. He's got the relationships with the players out there. So therefore, he's cl- closer quarters and able to kind of sense what's going on. Whereas the third umpire is that far, that, that much further removed. I mean, if we are going to go down the the route of third umpire or whatever we call him, he he wouldn't be the third umpire in the end, would he? He'd be the first umpire because there wouldn't be anybody out there on the pitch. But if that umpire up there in the, st- in the stands, and there'd probably be two or three of them, wouldn't there? Because you'd want to have the right decision made so you'd probably want him to have a bit of advice I mean what why don't we have that at the moment why don't we have two guys there that are qualified to look at it so they can actually talk to each other and make a decision and probably give each other a little bit more confidence but if everything goes upstairs then we need to give them the tools we need to make sure those people who are making those decisions are going to be the right people to do that and if that is ends up being three people looking at a screen upstairs then that's what we need to do isn't it because the 
I totally agree with you. I think technology is brilliant and I think technology should be used more. And I think the only downside at the moment is the humans using it. Yes, very much. So why not, uh, as I have mentioned, either or or, then why not bring it more? And as you have rightly mentioned, there uh, add one more uh, umpire uh, with the two upstairs and it's only going to end up making a fair decision. Then why not add more? But the uh, only thing with that, Naman, is if they put me and you up there, we never agree on anything. So how it would take hours. <laughs> No, it's not like that. Uh, I just feel <laughs> that we as Indians tend to hear more about the BCCI ruling thing and a lot of money power out there. And so we just sometimes in the heat of the moment tend to get into the argument. Uh, so it's j- more of time. It's just like that. Uh, nothing else. So it's not about disagreeing with anything or we do not love any other team. Uh, we are also here uh, good cricket lovers and very passionate about everything. So it's just counter uh, argument on few opinions and nothing else than that. I, I think that's exactly the right way to look at it, actually, because I think there's been too much during this series. I think it started off beautifully. There's a lot of um, love out there on the pitch and everybody was getting along and then the partisanship has really come in an England fan says well what, I don't agree with that so the Indian fan late jumps in and says well you're being biased you're wrong you're wrong we need to look at this as just cricket lovers don't we we want to see the best cricket we want to see the best players playing the best cricket in the best conditions with the most fair judgments on what they're doing in terms of the umpiring absolutely bang on there and it's just it's not any other team. It's India and England, one of the two uh, huge teams uh, who are fighting out here during the COVID. Uh, and England is here since last uh, three months. It's not easy. And everyone are expecting good cricket out here from some, some fantastic players. And they are also trying their best. And we as fans are expecting com- good competitive cricket uh, at the end of the day. It's not that uh, we want only India to win everything one-sidedly. And uh, if nothing happens, then uh, everything is like handed over to BCCI and they are the one who are the strongest and we are also here to watch good cricket this is what fans bring the, them to the stadium so end of the day lot of things was expected going into this series and so far it has been such a beautiful uh, three months so yes uh, it has ended up like that but good cricket is what ex- what is expected for all the fans Virat Kohli is probably the wrong person to be saying all of this, isn't he? In all honesty. Even you with your Indian spectacles on. Virat Kohli is all blood and thunder. He gets in the faces of umpires more than anybody. So for him to be suggesting that other people are celebrating at the wrong times and and saying the wrong things at the wrong times, I'm not quite sure he's the right messenger for that. I don't think so. uh, Because uh, what sometimes what is happening uh, towards uh, when we see uh, Virat Kohli is like we have seen so much of MS Dhoni out there and he's so calm and composed and oh yeah but no, 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 no. compare Virat Kohli to anybody not just MSD anybody he is a very uh, to be honest you have seen him he won't hide his expression he won't stay calm over there even if something has been said to any of the player he'll be the first one to jump in he's so much passionate out there and he's so much expressive that he'll be everywhere he's the one to not only in cricket terms but everywhere he will be the first guy to back the team totally agree no man and I, I love him to bits I think he's a terrific player and I really like him as a bloke I just don't think it's a bit like physician heal thyself you know if you're telling people that they are um, celebrating unnecessarily or do, doing whatever to influence the umpires he is as big a culprit of that as anybody and I think it's a little bit um, ironic that he's the man that's put 
putting this message out because he's as bad as anybody. Um, and I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm not saying, yeah, and I'm not saying he's a bad man, but he's, yeah, it, it, it's it's coming from his lips. It's a little bit rich, I think. I love him to bits. I think he's terrific. He's in my first 11 of my favourite players every day of the week. But he's so up and at him, he can't accuse other people of being up and at him and, and get away with it because it's just a little bit bit too near the knuckle. He needs to look in the mirror, I think, a little bit on that on, on that issue. Final question, just to round off then, and this is probably what I'm going to entitle this podcast. Do we need on-field umpires? Yes or no? Yes. But you've argued that we haven't all the way through. <laughs> But I just feel I will be contradictory over here. If the more technologies are coming in, then pies are not needed. But on the basis then that we have all of the technology, we can make all of the decisions upstairs. Do we need on-field umpires? No, no, not at all. I'm a great, I'm in agreement. I'm a, I'm a massive traditionalist, and I know you are as well. Massive Very much. Re- massive respect for the history of the game. Massive respect for red ball cricket. Massive respect for white ball cricket. But I think we are heading towards that stage where two people walking out there with coats on is going to be a thing of the past in the not too distant future because technology can do the adjudications. Technology might not be a hundred percent, but human eyes aren't a hundred percent either. So do we lose anything by going upstairs? Probably not. It's just a case of you know take those two guys off the pitch, stick them up together in. A room in front of a TV screen where they actually get better angles, they get a load of replays and they can actually make their adjudications with what we are seeing on the TV coverage rather than with their naked eyes in 0.6 of a second. Just makes sense, doesn't it? If you want the right decisions, give those umpires the right materials to make those decisions. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Now, ma'am, today is the 50th of our India Against England podcast. We've been at it for some time now. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, hard to realise that we are on to this, like, 50 episodes have passed by great achievement and uh, it was a fantastic series uh, two more games to go and uh, well done congratulations to you too and we've got some exciting news for the IPLs uh, coming up we're going to announce a new sponsor for that as well um, in the next few days too and I'm going to be roping you in with those as well the IPL just around the corner starts on the 9th of April now man and uh, I am really looking forward to that now this this England against India series or India against England rather I put the home nation first has really well is my appetite the fact that we've seen so many of the guys that I've watched in the IPL down the years the Surya Kuma Yadavs the Krunal Pandyas coming into the Indian side and showing what they can do Aksa Patel as well it's just whetted my appetite massively for the IPL around the corner it's going to be a huge thing especially with World Cup coming on after a few months so uh, not only the youngsters from India I feel there are other youngsters as well just we saw Finn Allen coming from New Zealand and uh, plenty of other bowlers who are looking to represent their own country I feel uh, there's a lot of pressure also and everyone are looking to play for in that World Cup so this uh, IPL is going to be a huge massive thing and uh, such uh, still we are seeing that COVID is rising and this tournament is happening so it's heads off uh, to everyone out there and they are giving us what we love the most and uh, just cannot uh, appreciate more than this Yeah I mean that, that's the only caveat to it all isn't there fingers crossed that COVID which is rising in, in, in India just kind of stays away that they can keep those bubble secure and we don't get the uh, same situation in the IPL as we saw in the PSL because that would be a terrible thing to happen for the uh, biggest domestic tournament in the world hopefully that everybody can stay safe and we can get the IPL play because I am really 
looking forward to it. Now, man, as always, we may not agree on everything. We, I mean, we tend to actually, after after talking about stuff, we tend to actually find common ground, don't we, most of the time. But it's always a pleasure to have you on and looking forward to you over the uh, rest of this week and all the way through the IPL. Yes, James, always a pleasure, always a pleasure. And uh, thank you out there for listening as well. The India Against England um, daily podcast that we've been doing have been uh, getting serious listens and a lot of good feedback as well, both on emails and on the tweets at cricket underscore badger everywhere. So thank you all for playing your part as we go through the uh, the rest of this week to that third ODI and a little bit of a party and uh, our presentation ceremony on Sunday. And then, as I say, stay tuned because not long after that, the Badger gets a few days off and then straight into the IPL. Cannot wait for that to happen. So thank you for all in listening to these podcasts. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. The daily part suggests that I'll be back again tomorrow. I think I will be. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.